0: funk with racism we don't funk with people who don't support the lgbtq plus community and baby we damn sure don't fuck with anybody who don't love a beautiful black queen baby you see this tape? you don't let nobody act black and then go home and be white it only takes a little bit of white brainwash to activate the cool chip in the average negro And a lot of white folk have demonstrated eloquently that they don't have no sense. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me again. My name is Morgan Gray, and I would like to welcome you back to the Afrocentric Podcast. I love this. Look, this episode is a love letter dedicated to black women. It is my belief that black women um, is the glue that holds the community together. And although black women are the blueprint, she is often ridiculed and berated by the media, society and the black community, as well as other black as well as by other black women. It is my shared goal. As well as with my guest, Aspen Humes, to discuss the progress of modern Black woman and ways to uplift her in this dynamic community. All right. Let's go ahead and get it popping. Let me go ahead and introduce you, Aspen. Aspen Humes is a senior communication studies student with a double major in political science and social justice. At the ripe age of 12 years old, they began to notice a world of isms that created inequality within certain groups and made... It's their mission to fight them. Aspen is an advocate for racial and health equality, especially as it pertains to the South. Her area of research is centered on radical health and environmental disparities in the South. In her free time, Aspen volunteers with Five Horizon Health Services in in Starkville and works with with the More Than Numbers Youth Program, Inc., Helping high school seniors transition into college. They plan to continue their activism and advocacy through a future career in public health. Give it up for Aspen Hill. to have you girl i'm happy to be here we finna we finna chop it up yeah i'm excited um i just hope that people are able to feel the love radiating from this episode because i don't feel like black women are getting enough love especially today especially with the rise of misogyny everything have you been seeing the rise of misogyny war in the black community girl with black men with what we are doing right now these podcasts (laughs) I be seeing it, I be hearing it, and it just, I'm so happy to be gay. That's all I'm going to say. Don't. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Not y'all hetero monkey girls struggling. (laughs) I sure the fuck am. I'm scared. I keep on telling people. No. So I was on Tinder the other day, and this white man, he had DM me, and he was telling me I looked cute, and I said, this nice, but I'm scared of white men. And he just unmatched with me and went on about his business, but that's the truth. I'm scared of all men. No, white men especially. No yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i just i i'm gonna say it over and over again y'all i can't do it with no pink meat the pink meat not it no the pink band-aid is good because when they be entertaining with Ooh. each other they look like two band-aids i ain't going play play with you, I ain't <laughs> play with you. <laughs> like two little bars of soap oh no <laughs> girl they like two little tangled paper towels i love that from um they people Mm. (laughs) which podcast do you think is the worst the andrew tate or the fresh and fit podcast i ain't even gonna hold you i don't know i don't follow none of them you don't see like none of the videos on your tiktok algorithm at all i be seeing them i don't know the names but any man with a microphone oh yes Mm -mm. stop niggas with microphones 2022 2023 that shit go hard. I'm gonna turn into a t-shirt. Okay. T-shirt. <laughs> I'm gonna take that on my booty. <laughs> Look, so um, yeah, the podcast and men, not all of them, because there are some men out here doing some good work. Shout out to Honorable Tope. He is out of Memphis and um he has a podcast for the black community out there, and he be putting people on game. He's also a comedian too. Mm-hmm. So um we ain't, Cause I'm really big on not putting everybody in a large category. I'm good. Like, cause that you can never say all, oh, especially as a historian. But these podcast niggas showing their ass. Okay, look, you a historian. I'm not all these niggas showing their <laughs> ass. They ass let's come on look because i'm not that let's this that's the opposite of what i want to focus on today i want to focus on the progress of black women just because statistically black women are doing really good like um black women are number one to get degrees and get higher degrees number, black women are number one entrepreneurs in america right now we yep. on the rise we making money we making moves so this this is for y'all this is for your grandmas your aunties your, your the baby mamas all, so all of them this for y'all because y'all doing good and we see y'all shout out to the real bitches in here today so let's go ahead and jump into the first question so in her 1898 address to the national American Women's Suffrage Association meeting entitled The Progress of Colored Women. Mary Church Terrell discusses the intellectual progress of colored women. How have black women progressed and where are we falling short? I'm going to be honest with you. Like black women, we doing the damn thing in the workforce, entrepreneurship, Getting the education. And when I tell you black women, we just get degrees for fun. Yeah. Like, literally just go and collect degrees for fun. Yeah. We ain't got nothing to do in the house. We getting something. Lifetime, like, lifetime students for real. For real. And it don't even just be, like, women our age in our 20s. It's black women in their 40s and 50s going to night school, raising kids, whole families. My auntie, she got two sons married been married for years she went to college got her degree went into the military is a three or five star general Ooh. in the military she worked at a hospital over the telecommunications and the it department for the hospital uh-huh. and she's still going back to school to do shit. she just like ask me what's your auntie name tony tony glover yes tony yes. you need your big one sis we love still to be it. going on missions and like black women we just that's the thing like I feel like just because of the disenfranchisement like just because we not because we were told no for so long like now that we can and and it's easier for us to do it we're doing it and gonna do it and gonna continue to do it as well as advocate and try to put other black people in the way to be able to do the same thing that we're doing and I love that for black women so much so as we have already discussed black women are doing well but where are we falling short I'm going to be honest, I don't feel like as it pertains to like work life or nothing, I don't feel like we're falling short there. I feel like it comes to that like personal level, like that self-care, that self-love, that healing. I feel like we just be so focused on trying to help everything around us oh. as a community that is so true so um, I actually read a book and it was talking about burdens and it was talking about the burden of the black woman and how black women not only carry their burdens but they also try to carry the burdens of other people yeah. and you cannot, you can't do that it's nothing but exhaustive and then we have generational trauma that is so completely unaddressed within our community and as you said, like the lack of like awareness, mental health and self-love outside of like getting your toes done and getting your hair done like actually doing what the spirituals would consider shadow work right and it's just like it's just so much that impacts us as being black women on a daily like some a lot of black women aren't taking that time to really because i mean we hit with racism discrimination sexism sexism color is like literally so much in education in the job force yep. in in the streets yep. police brutality yep. abuse yep. The, you know like there's literally so much that his black women you don't be fucked around and be disabled oh or have a different religion or a different sexuality from mm-hmm. the norm that's real it's out you're out there and it's just Sometimes we just so um, focused on getting and going because, I mean, we've always had to, like, even dating back to the slave days. Yeah. I mean, we literally held the burden of everything. We was childbearing. We was working on the fields. We was taking care of the family. And then the families were separated. That's what I mean by generational trauma. Like, you have literally 400 years of generational trauma that is completely unaddressed. And it really isn't hasn't been until like this century that the bulk of us have been starting to go to therapy. for yeah. well, And, you know, what's crazy. I know you've seen the black woman, the black therapist, Brie, that got fired for telling other black men that they needed to go to therapy. Literally, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that black, black women, we just always the first to do something and, and really step out. Black women going out, we're doing that work on ourselves. We telling niggas to do the work, and it's an issue. They don't. They don't want to hear it. And it's fine, and this is going to be a future episode I want to talk about because I'm really nervous for black men. They're falling behind, like uh-huh. they're falling behind far. Their incarceration rates are extremely high. Um, I always say that black men are statistically the best fathers in America. That is something that they got going for themselves, but they're the lowest to be educated. And like I don't feel like a lot of black men take advantage of like trades and stuff. A lot of them do, but it's a lot of them that just want to rap or go. To eat yeah, yeah, and that's them being a product of their environment. Some of them aren't even exposed to that stuff. It's it's really sad. It is very sad. Mm. Yeah, it's very sad. I was looking up some statistics the other day, and as of twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one, black men are the biggest population to suffer from suicide. Really? Yeah. You know, for a second, it was the Asian men that had extremely high um, suicide rates. I did not know that, but I completely believe it. Especially with the stuff, you know, happening recently in 2022, 2021. It's, yeah, the rates have been Ridiculous. And they don't I don't feel like black men really be checking on each other, like talking about. Mm-hmm. They don't and they don't advocate, they don't speak up. And when I be trying to tell black men to speak up, it's more it's much more than telling your homeboy, he wild and it's like real life checking on them. More than sending Bible verses is about sending him a telecommunication link so he can go get on the phone with the therapist for free or something. Yeah. You know, like they won't go out their way to research or do the work. The work. I have a friend named Bradley. Um, and like he's a friend from high school And I have like a group of friends from high school They all girls and it's probably like two guys mm-hmm. And it's like a group of 10 And he was talking to me about a few weeks ago And he was like you know I really am happy That I'm friends with like y'all Like the group y'all of girls. girls Yeah he was like because he was like you know Like I'm not saying that y'all have to do the work But in my relationships with my guy friends They've never required me to look deeper At the situations that go on in my life They never require me to to think about how things are affecting me on a daily and he was like, you know, and being with y'all and seeing how y'all talk about y'all emotions and y'all are so open to learning. He was like, that shit is really inspiring. I'm like niggas is not doing this. No, they're not doing it. And it's really, really scary. And then it's 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 also weird because they think it's gay to hang around women, which is very oh. odd. Like how 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 are you getting advice about dating women from other men? Like once you want to go to the source yourself, does it make sense? Yes. Like Like, it makes sense to get it from the girls, from the people who got it. From the people that you want it from, at the very least. And they won't take advantage of that. They won't listen to black women. Black women, all this shit that's going on right now, black women have foretold, foreshadowed, and warned everybody about, at least for the past, like, few decades. Yeah. And no one listened. And now look at us. And then, it's our fault. It's our fault. Don't that sound like when they said, um... When it comes to dating, they say black women, it's your fault that you're dating black men because you need to pick better men. They blaming everything on, on us this. heteronormies. Everything? The straights. Yeah, we get blame for everything. Everything. Everything that happens and a black woman is involved, the finger's gonna be pointed at her. Yeah, it's my fault. Yeah, I picked the wrong nigga. I need to do better this time. I'ma do better, master. I promise. What a better nigga's it? Literally. (laughs) I mean, literally. A black woman, a black woman get her car ran into. It was your fault that your car was there. A black woman get her house shot up by the police, ran in in the middle of the night. And it's her fault because she, the address that she stayed at was mixed up with the, with somebody who they was looking for. I want to say, Aspen, that Mississippi has the highest black population out of any state in America. And I, it, it seemed to be that out of all these niggas here, ain't none one of them worth shit. But I digress. <laughs> I, I digress. Not Not of nigga. <laughs> and I ain't no nigga in sight. They be like, <laughs> I'm going to meet my husband when I leave Mississippi. I'm going to be like all the niggas in Mississippi, where you going to go? <laughs> they probably gonna find them a jacob okay they gonna find them an ai robot to go chat to okay. no niggas in fucking mississippi but i'm tired of talking about niggas <laughs> this is about my <laughs> black women black this is about my queen on a tangent on a tangent but yes black women we we, we falling a little bit short and I, i'm not gonna say we falling short but i feel like we just kind of slow at catching up to to doing that self-love taking self, and you know further than just like Getting you like you said, getting our nails done, getting our hair done, like really taking the rest, taking the time. time Or grounding yourself, meditating. Setting boundaries. Yes, not going out to the club every fucking night because it ain't good for your mental health. I don't know. Another thing I do feel like black women are falling short is with that crab in the barrel mentality. Because they never, it seems like, when, especially with hometown hate, you are in your hometown. Yes. They never want to see you win. And when you are winning, it's always how she do that why if she could do what I could do it, and I could do it better. Mm-hmm. And it's never dang I should become friends with her and we should both build together. I see the potential in her. Hopefully she'll see the potential in me and we can both work together and grow and build something or I want to uplift another woman. That crab and the barrel mentality, number one, was systemically placed within the black community to keep us all fucking oppressed. Let's be for real. I mean it's terrible. And number two, I just think that in our law in the year of our Lord twenty twenty two, it's just a little bit like old oh, to be hating on bitches. I think like, it w- I think it's I make it my personal business when I'm out in public to never put another black person down, especially if I'm like in an academic class. Yeah. Let's say it's a, it's a a black girl in the back running that mouth, <laughs> and she's saying the dumbest thing ever. And I know what she's saying is wrong. And I'm a smart ass. I would never correct her in the front in a front of a room full of white people. Or let's say that um I had beef with a black historical figure. Let's say hypothetically I had an Angela Davis for some of her choices I would never put her down or her ideology or her thought presses down in front of another group of white people yeah you and I don't think people take that conscious like mindset to do stuff like that no I feel that because I feel like that's some that's also my mission like or even if I see like a black woman just like struggling what it's it's let me help you girl yeah. we gonna sit in this class together i'm gonna sit by you we yeah. we gonna do this work no we gonna. Mm-mm. if you at the gas station and you trying to buy reloads and you 25 cents short baby here a dollar yeah oh girl i was at dollar general and this baby was like five dollars short on some candy and i just went ahead and bought the whole thing and mm-hmm. it shocked her but like they need that yeah they need that especially like young black girls they super need that just because you think it's hard to be a black woman just know, like, the modern black girl, the modern black teenager is going oh, through hell. hell. Them girls suicidal. Social media ruin their mind. Literally. I know it, and I hate it. They are bullying each other. They catching hate from every, any direction, and I hate that for them so much because they deserve so much better. You know, I never thought about that because I do know, like, social media has really opened up, like, just a space for hate. Like, it's it's been a nice exchange of, like, culture, blah, 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 love, whatever. But it's just a breeding grounds of hate, and I feel like every time I log on social media, it's always something about like women. I it is. That's why I refuse to put my face on TikTok, cause it give you too much access to too many people that want to do wrong and don't want to learn what's right. Yeah, I won't. That's why I want to do this podcast because I wanted to take the opportunity. If you want to hear it, you can come find it, and all that other rah rah extra bullshit. For it's, birds. No uh-uh come here if you want to hear some real shit because that's all they doing they pandering they they fear-mongering and they creating hate in different spaces for black women to the point where black women feel like they ain't got nowhere to go and no one to talk to and i hate that they deserve so much more like i said we are the blueprint we are the glue that keep the community together come on let's go Let, let's go to the next question hold on wait wait i got one more for you because i was just thinking as we was talking because this is a lot of shit that i see on social media Something else that I feel like is really killing like the black women, like just I feel like a lot of us still succumb to like misogyny and misogynoir. And it's like like that colorism when, shit is terrible. It's terrible. The colorism, the when Meg Thee Stallion was shot by Tori Lane. They didn't believe her. Because no. she was too tall. She was too thick. And she like you calling her a man because she she five eleven and she and she thick. That's 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 so beyond me for the niggas' pleasure, so that niggas can give you a high-five, a clap, and a like on your... That's them pick me women. That's them pick-me's again, a real black woman would never tear never. down another, because you won't think of it. Like, it's not in my mind to just go around slandering and throwing hate on anybody. That's not... They, you. That is a show-show-tell of a type of person. If you're around somebody that's talking like that, that's going to affect and rub off on you. I just can't do it. That that colorism is real bad, especially with the baby boomers. Lord, them black baby boomers be quick to call somebody a not, never had a Negro. When I tell you I go home, my dad's side, they they light skin, and my mom's side, they're dark skin. Mm-hmm. And it's like I be having to, I be like, uh, uh-uh, you can't, you can't say that word. You can't, you can't say that, grandma. You was, you was beige. You was one one shade off. Now she khaki. You was eggshell. Ooh, with a tint. Ooh, you can't. And it's like it's it really sucks because it's like. I know she don't mean it. No, But it's just what they used in. Yeah, that's just how they know But you know the difference between black women and white women, we gonna tell them that they wrong. Yeah. And we're gonna educate them. I swear to God, I spent so much time educating my mama, my aunties and stuff because I don't I wanna see them do better. Yeah. White women not gonna sit up there and educate their grandmoms and granddaddies about all that racist mess that they be spewing out their mouth, they never will. No, they don't even correct their friends. mm <laughs> No, they all assume that they all prejudiced together at the same time. Man, that's one thing they give me about white women. How you gonna be for the people, but you, everybody you hang around, racist. The nigga you date, racist. Look, let's let's be fucking for so real. real. Let's be for real. Okay. Alright you guys, the second question The phrase, lifting as we climb Was the motto of the National Association Of Colored Women's Club Lift seeks to build on legacies of struggle And determination, community, and hope Like those of Mary Church Terrell And the countless educators Who had to lift, who led efforts to promote Educational opportunity and human rights What are some ways that we as women Can lift other black girls and women up? So the first thing I think We need to do is see each other as women and see each other as people, because I feel like so like far so like just we so quick to just be snappy with each other. I don't like the way she said that. I don't like the way she looking. Da, Da 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 da. First of all, we all black women. We all come from a set of experiences. Black women go through so much shit, and we all and we it's like we all share a shared life. Yes, we all go through the same shit just at different times. Different times and different. I can literally all of my black friends, my friends that are black women, we have damn near the same experience, just just different timeline, different timeline, in different intensity. But it's the same shit, and it's like I feel like we don't give each other enough grace. We so we so quick to dismiss each other, but we got grace for that nigga who cheated on such and such. He don't cheated on you ten times he done took your car to see another bitch and you can give him chance after chance Mm -hmm. you got some white bitch who disrespecting you wearing braids Uh calling you all types of names what you gonna say i'm gonna say something next time next time (laughs) but you got you got a sister who who just a little bit misunderstood because i'm gonna be honest i feel like every black girl is misunderstood yeah i can see that too and it's like you you so quick to dismiss. And I just I feel like we need to learn to give each other some more grace and get to like see each other, like you know, like how you have to see your mom mm-hmm. as a woman mm-hmm. when, when you get older, mm-hmm. you gotta see each other as, as women. People. It is always going to be my argument that it is the responsibility of Black women to uphold and protect Black womanhood. It is our responsibility and we cannot cannot expect nobody else outside of this very small community to do that. And you know, what is crazy is the fact that it is yet still the Black woman's responsibility in a sense to keep together Black manhood as well. We always are the rallyers. We are always the ones that are going to bring each other together. So yes, it is very important. For us to humanize and see each other, so what another point I wanted (laughs) to bring up when it comes to black girls one thing I really, really hate is as black women will be so quick to call a young black girl fast, yeah, that 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 breaks my heart heart because why are you sexualizing a child that's number one and if you feel like what she doing is sexual instead of tearing her down in front of a group of people how about you just educate black women and not be um, educate young black girls and not be so hard on them being graceful and being patient with young black girls I think that shit is so problematic yeah I really feel like like you know the phrase protect black women we gotta protect these young black girls because it's so much it's so much shit that it's it's just it's really annoying because you see so many adults just write shit off expect like and in our community we do that shit so often so much can happen to a little black girl but we so quick to blame her when she reacts rather than what's causing her to act out in that way mm-hmm. I'm um, gonna give an example just for the niggas that don't see it. So I'm gonna I'm use a fast example. Okay. African American girls, little girls, black girls are so likely, really any girl, little girls of color, but we're we talking about black women, so we're gonna focus on black women. They're at height, they're in, at an increased rate to be molested, sexually assaulted in some capacity at a young age. And typically, a response to that is to act out sexually, to be more. Hypersexual, yep. dress a certain way, act out, rebel, and we so quick to say they got an attitude problem, or they got a demon attached. They got to a them. demon attached to them. They they fast. They you know they just they just not right. They the problem child. They the black sheep. But it's like what's causing that? You know what's crazy is, is that a lot of older black women they will put young black girls out because they fear that those young black girls will, speak, will sleep with their husbands, and I think that is so strange. I feel like we need, really, do need to be protecting these black girls from all these freaking predators. Did we not just see Tiffany Haddish and goddamn Aerie Spears grooming black girls? I, so I saw the film with the black with the little boy. I didn't hear about that. oh, it was the boys. I didn't know it was the boys. It was a They actually made a film with a skit. I know this with the lawsuit. Yeah. So what happened with the women? Okay. One girls? So that's the thing. Like, okay, so Aries got up there and he did his big one with Lizzo, and it made people go and research his background yeah. and stuff. So they, when they was researching their background, they started to realize that they had an ongoing lawsuit where they both had been accused of grooming two girls. Now, and they said they've been grooming them like from a very young age. I want to say like from the age one of them was seven and one of them is 12 and they ruined them yes so then on top of the damn thingy that was on the little skit that's what they're connecting it to they're not paying attention to the law school everybody's paying attention to this skit that they've been putting on where um what is to be a pedophile, where Aries is like a, a pedophilic uncle, and Tiffany is a single mom that's leaving her child around the pedophilic uncle, mm-hmm. and he is trying to like keep himself from harming the baby, and then he ends up grooming the child, and the child ends up like like normalizing it in their head, and they thought the shit was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck. Yeah, what we need to be praying for. Hollywood. Hollywood. Solomon Gamor. Hollywood. Is- hell hell. Did, have you heard about Quinn Blackwell? No. Um was it Diplo? It was some, I think it might have been Diplo. So she was like a popular like uh, Viner. And she was like when Vine was popular, then when you know TikTok came around, Instagram, Twitter, and she wanted to go into like music or whatever. It might have been Skrillex or Diplo, it was some like white man, some old white man who does like, you know, the little EDM, you know, Uh white people turn it up. -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, so he, she was living with him because he said he was helping her with the project. He was grooming her. She was 16, 16. Then it came out that he was do- he did the same thing to Azalea Banks. For her to get her breakout record, she had to have sex with him. She was nothing but 16, 17. And that would explain so much of Azalea Banks' behavior and it goes back to seeing people, like seeing, See people. seeing people or um, Nicki Minaj and her rash behaviors as of lately because her daddy was a pedophile and then her brother a pedophile and then she married a, a pedophile. pedophile and now she got to put her mansion on the pedophile list. Look at that. A fat ass L, if I ever seen one before. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> but look, could have had anybody. What really though? Could have just been by yourself. Could have been by yourself. You could have. You she could have had any nigga on the planet. She could have said Barack Obama, I want you, and that nigga. He, I love Michelle. Oh, you know, Michelle. they would have been a throuble. She would have been living in Michelle T. Too sharp. <laughs> 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 Say I got teeth, baby. She has got short baby. She's going to be in my problem. OK. She can't eat on my coach. Not on the coach, coach. <laughs> <laughs> You so damn silly. So what is, what's another way that we can uplift Black girls and Black women? So it's kind of touching back on the little monkey and the barrel. I was saying we just need to be more like connecting each other with opportunities, that networking. Stopping gatekeeping. Yes. Abolish gatekeeping. We gatekeep with the right people. Yes. You gatekeeping the wrong people. Yes. And I tried, you know what, That was, when I was president of idea that was something that I really tried my best to do was to put y'all on as much information as I possibly could. Like mm-hmm. any opportunity to make money, to eat for free, to get free amenities and services, I'm sending it to every black woman I know about, free book vouch- vouchers, anything. And I don't, I've never understood that logic. I got my, you got your clothes from um, sex and fifth and Somebody like your clothes and you ask them like where'd you get that from? Oh, I can't tell you. Why? Why? Or opportunities. Girl, if you know you got a job and that job hiring, or if you know you got a position and and I'm 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 qualified. Bitch, send me the what? I don't know. I don't know how people really operate like that. Honestly, if I see anything and it reminds me of a certain person, it's going to be the first thing I do is send it to them. But mm-hmm. maybe I'm just built different. Every... Yeah. Yeah. These bitches is cut from um tissue paper. I'm cut from bandana cloth. Oh, I like that one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Roji. Yeah. 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 Ask your daddy about me, actually. Your... Oh. Yeah. Like ask, hey, ask him about the night and old four. Oh, hell no. <laughs> It off my business. Oh, oh. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected woman person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And as Muslims, the honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us to respect our women and to protect our women. And then the only time a Muslim really gets real violent is when someone goes to molest his woman. All right, question number three. Um, May 22nd, 1962, Malcolm X delivered a speech in Los Los Angeles, California, in which he spoke to and about Black women, stating the most disrespected person in America is the Black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the Black woman. The most neglected person in America is the Black woman. What are some examples of the disrespect and neglect that Black women endure that alarms you the most? I feel like the biggest neglect for me is the violence towards black women yeah and the like just how it's so ignored across the board or when it does happen it's always either blamed on a black woman or it's assuming that we just don't feel it or that I, shit don't hurt. I wanna expand this also to like black trans women oh, as well. Definitely. Because they are they're being killed at extremely alarming rates and nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a damn. It's sad, it's scary too to see like black women rip well. Our, our it's like when it comes to like abduction and stuff, or our rate, our, or our, 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 our like statistics. Hi. Sex trafficking, all of that. Really? Yeah. They they high as hell this yeah and it is scary it's scary to see like these domestic like disputes between like baby mothers and baby fathers and seeing these black men kill stab them multiple times shoot them shoot the kids like it's it's bad black women um are at the highest rates for maternity morbid- uh, morbidity Mo- yes and and do you know why that is that's not because they are dying when they give birth that is from homicide from partners while they are pregnant. And the issue isn't like nobody knows that. 80% of the deaths of black women while they are pregnant are attributed to homicide. That's scary. That is scary. You know what? And another way that we and cause we could easily segue into like um like medical racism as well. Oh yeah. Just because of like the birth rates, especially. Mississippi has the highest um mortality birth rate in America. Black women have the highest what well, isn't it mortality mm-hmm. death rate in America? Black women, we are in Mississippi and we black women, and you tell me if I get pregnant, it's a high ass chance that I'm just not gonna make I'm just gonna die down here in starby we tell people not to go to och because you just gonna die your tonsils done exploded but you might just die up in there, motherfucker. you know what i'm saying i just and it is scary because don't nobody care um the doctors don't care. They don't care. They don't they don't want to listen. And I'm happy that a lot of black women are starting to like migrate back to like doulas yeah. and birthing like specialists and stuff and making sure that when they go to like doctors' offices, they have black advocates that are already in place for them to speak during their time. Cause the way these niggas be missing the births, the way that they don't show up or they falling out, ridiculous. Crazy as hell. Uncanny. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> come on, Master's degree. Look, come on. Ooh. She graduated with her bachelor <laughs> It's ridiculous. Uncanny. She's educated. Come on, play the pussy, don't play the okay. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just, it's crazy as hell. Like it's just and and don't nobody I can give you examples. We don't talked about it. The maiden the stallion shit. Then nobody, like literally, this one was shot in the foot. And y'all niggas is debating everything. She telling you that she anxious. She tells you that she going through it because she's still dealing with the death of her mom. And y'all niggas are slandering her. They don't want here. They don't want here. Every time it's a every time it's a famous black woman who is not light-skinned, skinny, and, and, and got long hair. And curves. Or curves. Yeah. Because Core LeBron. As Cor- right. and- a matter of fact, you can't be a black woman, period. Because if you're too curvy, then, then you built weird. If you too tall you look like a man. If you dark skinned then it's did. If your hair not 3A 2 212 or $400 a bundle, then then you you this, you that, you broke, you dusty. Like it's just literally black women are disrespected at it. everything a black woman do is going to get picked apart. You know, it's crazy as Dr. Umar did say that there was no place, no place whatsoever in the world that black people or black women would be able to go and feel completely safe. That's why it's so important for us to have safe spaces. That's crazy. It's it's sad. You would think that you would be able to go like to the Caribbeans, uh no. To the motherland, no. No, no, and it's sad, but I do want to talk about like the history behind Malcolm X because you know the Nation of Islam they are historically known for being misogynist like they are known so the Black Panther Party the original Black Panther Party they did have a lot of issues with uh sexism within the party so um the first woman to chair the Black Panther Party Elaine Brown she she chaired it after um Huey Newton went on the run Mm -hmm. and he fled to Cuba and she was the president for four years. The reason why she left was because she saw a black Panther beating the dog shit out of a teacher, a black school teacher, like publicly in the schools and stuff. And she took her child and she packed up and she moved back to Alabama. And, you know, that is the example that you want. Now, it is sad to see that these black men were beating these women. But you do have to set a standard. It is an honor for me to be here. Like, Elaine Brown was the reason why um, Compton is that no they were in los angeles they were the reason why they got their first black mayor she was the reason why the free food program was so like profound she don't want to put them on the map and she helped she took funds from the government and put them back into the community Mm -hmm. and he saw she saw one person get beat on and she packed up everything and left. Yeah. And I feel like more people need to have that type of mindset. But back to the NOI, like their their whole community, they supposed to be God-chosen people now. Nah. They came through by way by Moses and shit. They, they the chosen ones. They the nation of Islam hate black women so it was such an anomaly for Martin Luther King to speak up on behalf for black women especially like in the 1990s so many black women supported and flocked to him because he made this statement because there was no one else making this statement and it's just it's 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 appreciated and that's why it's so important now to still like place place an emphasis on these sets of words yeah I just oh you finna get me started because if I'm be honest with you it's just like even with all the civil rights in the nation of islam like you pointed out in the nation of islam it was so misogynistic i feel like black women we chaired so many rights so many movements so many you we know, put most of this shit together what? and then for it to really not even be a space for us because black men us, didn't want to black black men didn't want it and it's 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 just mm. It's, it's yucky as hell. It's it's not cute. It's, it's not, not giving. giving. Uh, it could never. And it's making me and my homegirls upset, baby. Because if I can't go to the NAACP or the Nation of Islam, baby, where can where, I go? Where the hell can I go? Yeah, ooh, what the fuck? And I just—we are—we are the most disrespected. You could be minding your business as black woman and be disrespected, neglected, or damn right just fucked up. Yeah. And there ain't nothing really you can do about it. That's why it's so important as Black women that we stick together. But it's like they don't have no interest in doing it. My sister was telling me, my sister also got into grad school at Vanderbilt, Nashville. Shout out to you, Alex. Okay, so she is in the financial department and she is one out of three Black girls in this entire huge program and she was telling me about one of the black women. Um she ran into another black woman and she was trying to introduce herself and the black girl was like she was like, hey, um I feel like I, I haven't met you. I would like to speak da, 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 da and this girl was like you definitely have met me looked her up and down and walked off. And me and my sister gonna always had the same expression because why would you react like that, especially in an environment like that. When it's three y'all <laughs> it's are it's- you be fucking for real. And I don't understand that because if I go into a room full of white people, I'm scouting for the niggas. Okay. I mean, every every class, I'm, I'm like, where the niggas at? Literally, in one, my Southern Politics class, it's three black people in the class. We sit by each other and we is the nigga coalition. And that's fine. And that's 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 good. And that's wonderful. And I love that. And those relationships are the ones that going to last the longest. Yes. I met my best friend. Adriana Jones, Harvard, shout out to that bitch. She um I met her in an African American history class and she was the only other black person in there. And I sat next to her and I said, Do you want to make a black friend today? And she told me yes. And we've <laughs> been friends ever since. Like why would you trust a white? Why? <laughs> okay. Why would you do that I don't even do that? <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> why would you do that? Why is that your instinct? and let's go ahead and okay so i have been watching uh big brother have you have you ever yes. watched big brother have you been seeing what's going on this the latest season? yes okay so for those who are not watching big brother um this is the um the latest season there's a black girl on there and her name is taylor and she is from the state of michigan and ironically she won miss michigan like the beauty contest two years ago during the pandemic so she went into the big brother house and she is one of two, three, three black women, but she was the only darker skinned black woman and she was the most beautiful black woman on the Mm -hmm. show, and she told them straight up, like I won Miss Michigan, I just passed down my crown, they all were so jealous of her, and when I say you will sit up there, if you ever watch this season watch them bully her target her, like come up with like nasty accusations on live TV and bully and harass this black woman, this girl is on national TV crying, like every other episode. No, I'm not. Have you ever really just seen a black woman cry on TV before? No. It break my heart to sit up there and watch that shit. And the best part of the season so far was when Taylor won HOH. She won head of household. And you could feel the joy coming from her heart because she finally felt safe. And even when she was in her position of power, they completely undermined every single decision she made. They questioned every single decision she made. They tried to take the power from her that she had and tried to dictate what she was doing and it is so sad to the point where every time someone gets evicted off of the show and they sit down and they talk to the host Julie Chen she places an emphasis on the fact that they have been bullying Taylor every single episode and what's crazy is, is it's a guy on this on this season of the show his name is Kyle and he is a Mormon he's a former member of the LDS Mormon Church mm-hmm. and the LDS church has a history of being extremely racist their um their hip their what religious beliefs are backed on the fact that black people are descendants of ham which is you know one of the sons of noah when noah was on the mountain drinking his uh ham woke noah up and he got mad and he cursed him and that is the descendant of black people that is what's biblically believed you've heard right. of this before no you should look into it I'm yes a- <laughs> what? I mean, uh, how racist you gotta be to make a no but that's what a lot of like American historical religions are based upon they all believe that black people are cursed and that they will never make it into heaven because we were cursed by Noah okay so this is his foundation belief and a lot of these places are isolated they're isolated for real so a lot of them have never been exposed to people of different races people that have different sexualities beliefs or belief systems and shit like that so he started last you know last season on big brother they um they had the cookout alliance alliance, which was an all-black alliance and they had their first black winner of the big brother show so he started saying that he was seeing that all the minorities in the house were making a group he was making these connections on his phone. and they were like we're not gonna target them just on the basis of their skin color and you want to know what else pissed me off was that taylor this black girl miss michigan she was put, like, they were talk. they was lying on her, like, real life lying on her saying that she was threatening other people's mental health. And it was a, a black, it's a black man on there now. His name is Monty. He's an alpha, ironically. Mm-hmm. And the first thing come out of his mouth was, oh, I hate to do this to another black woman. It pains me to do it, but I just don't believe her. And wouldn't even sit down and have a conversation with her to clarify the situation. And you understand that what you're doing is wrong and sit down there and Drug this girl through the mud. Didn't care. Didn't care at all. And they're gonna eat these words when the season ends and they're gonna see all this negative backlash because it's they really black women are the most disrespected, neglected. I think that's one of the greatest examples like in modern TV right now. That's that's wild to say. But you know, I everything that you're saying to me, I I don't even have to see it. I believe you wholeheartedly. And, that, and it's like, I don't I don't even need proof because I see it so much in my daily life. Like, that's something else I feel like we have to get over as black women. We become so jealous of one another. And it's like, just to a point where we just want to destroy each other. I'm so glad I'm not burdened with that demon. No. And I I, I feel it even just in my personal life. Like, sometimes I'm like, I'm, and I mean, I try to strive to help everybody. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of shit going on, but, you know, when I can, I'm like, okay, what can I do to help? What can I do to put you on? And it's like, the hate that I receive for just being me is is what I, I can't even I can't even get into it. But it's a f- reflection of like black, black women's lack of self love because if you really loved yourself, I, you would love it for you to have been doing good and want you to do more and try to strive and be like you. I hate that because I feel that too, but I'm not, I don't surround myself with people lately, I've been by myself, Mm -hmm. so I don't feel that, and if it is, it's through social media, so that don't make me know never mind, but I know you probably more social than I am. Yeah, a little bit, and especially like in Atlanta, like, it's it's a different, I will say like, it's a lot of support in Atlanta, but it's also just a lot of like, fake fake love and hate, like, bitches be hating for real oh yeah girl you know the um what is what they be saying the love is so fake and the fake is so real okay yeah i don't know what time you want they gonna be like that but honestly they should let you know that you on your shit and i hate that that's an indicator of it if you are friends with everybody you doing something fucking wrong yeah if you are for everybody and everybody love you you doing something wrong cat williams said if you don't got no haters then something is fucking wrong with you. If you got 10 haters, you need to figure out how to fuck to get to 14 by the end of the day. All I'm saying is, is all you hating ass bitches need to be listening to my podcast in a quiet place on repeat. I okay. hope you love this podcast, baby. And we are going to pray over you that you stop being a hating ass bitch and find some self-love. You can pray for that. I hope they make a group chat. Just keep this motherfucker on repeat. I'm I bad. hope they download sound bites and send it in the group chat and talk shit about it. And they tune in every week just to hate. Just to hate. Don't they make you feel good? Because mm. guess what? I'm getting paid for this shit, ho. <laughs> Straight <laughs> like that. All right. The mammy, the Jezebel, and the Sapphire are three stereotypes of Black women that have been around in Western culture for centuries. What do these stereotypes come from? How are they represented in the media? And how do these stereotypes in black be- impact Black women today? I mean, if we're going to get into it, everything has originated from slavery. Everything originates from the antebellum period. The mammy, you had Black women who literally took care. I mean, they were living nannies that made babies also to work on the fields. They were to take care of the white women, take care of the, the husband, take care of the, well, the master, take care of the child. They literally were having babies so that they could feed and nurse the um, master's wife's child. So, I mean, it's like literally you have that and it's just continued because then after that, then you had to help after slavery ended quotation marks. Um, you had the help. And then black women, when they were able to work, they couldn't get jobs in education because education wasn't extended to black people. And if it was extended to black people, it was extended to black men only. So they were working jobs at laundromats. They were still take you know, being the help, being the nanny. And it's like you just have those that are reinforced over time. And when you're not working to end stereotypes, they're not going to end everything that's In the media, everything that's in society is going to feed into those stereotypes. The Jezebel. Massa was literally raping black women. Raping black women. Um, We took African American, the history of African American women. Mm -hmm. The first um, colonizers, they went to Africa to observe African relations. So This article is titled um, They Shall Suckle Over Their Shoulders. Do you want to talk about it or do actually I should talk about it because I been presenting presentations on this like oh yeah okay so the name of this article is called some shall suckle over their shoulders and the author is by Morgan that's her last name don't ask me what her first name is and like Aspen just said that it is the first recorded interaction of European people interacting with native black people uninterfered so when they first arrived to these coastal lands and they noticed black women they described them as beastly they were talking about how they were so grotesque that their bodies were made up like apes and their breasts hang down to the their sh- um to the floor. They were so long that they could throw their breasts over their shoulders. Ironically, though, when they also named them and saw them, they said that they were beautiful. And they also compared these black women to the beauty and likeness of the queen, Queen Elizabeth, at that time. So it shows you the duality as well as the complexity of the way that white. European colonizers saw black women they saw their beauty as well as their bestiality and it confused them and there are so many different cases throughout african-american history and the, the diaspora of these white men being extremely attracted to these black women taking advantage of them raping them bending them over getting them pregnant doing nothing about it and the 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 side effects are negative towards black women and I feel like this is a perfect segue to talk about the history of hats in like southern black communities. Oh yeah. So um during um during enslavement, a lot of white men were attracted to black women because of the texture of their hair. So a lot of black women had very loose, kinky or tight. Hair naturally, so they were raping and getting a lot of these women um, pregnant. Trigger warning. So as a result, this um a lot of these white women became jealous of black women hair, and they started to come together, and they ended up passing legislation that banned black women from wearing their natural hair out in public. So as a result, black women started wearing things like hats and scarves, scarves and, head wraps. Yes, and and that also is where um the the how black or how black women are seen to be like, you know, um witches and stuff like that. Like a lot of that originated because wh- white women were like, well, the only difference is that they have this curly hair, so this must be just like it, it must be da- demonic and pulling at them, and da 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 And the white men are just loving it. it. It's it's really it's it's wild as hell. But they passed laws. I think they were called the Tygon Law. Yep. Like, yeah, to legally keep black women from wearing their own fucking hair and that is, that is why especially in the South black women have a history of wearing hats and church hatches and hats and stuff to cover up their head because that's what they had to do it's just but that that is where the jezebel the stereotype comes from it comes from the over sexualization of black women and black women were oftentimes victims because you know jezebel is a character in the bible that was considered to be a hoe but that's Mm -hmm. a whole nother conversation because that is a large part of historical misinformation but i'll talk about that later but yeah a lot of black women are labeled as hoes simply by the way that their bodies are made up literally no i have a first cousin named timmy and she always talked about how when she was growing up she was banging like her body was beautiful and because the way her body was made up people assumed that she was having sex before she was actually having sex and that is just crazy because that's something that i went through too yeah my friend um well acquaintance Layla, we used to be real close in high school. She was like built, like she was like super pair, Damn. super pair. And I mean, her ass was like out there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, from like freshman in high school, she went through being called, I mean, rumors being made. She was fucking this person, she was da-daddy. And I mean, she was I she was like, we were super nerds Like we was really like in the books yeah bitches was in the books but they simply just could not didn't know what sex it. was they couldn't believe it no because they were saying the same thing about me when i was in high school oh she got to be sucking dick, she got to be old football team i didn't wasn't even doing nothing and because of the way that i was made up and because men were interested in me people felt the need to do that and i also want to say that as black women We are, it's, we have all been at some point, every single one of these stereotypes. Yeah. At some point, we have all been the Mammy, the Jezebel, and the Sapphire. So let's go ahead and go into the Sapphire. The Sapphire, I really feel like, I mean, I'm going to be honest, black women deserve to be angry we have gone through so much shit i mean it stems also i mean if we go everything stems back from slavery so everything i just want to say that the sapphire is the angry black woman trope you got to understand that that is the professional term for it but the way i feel the stereotype is overused in situations where I feel like it shouldn't be used. Because some of the situations, I'd be like, it's not just angry black women. Anybody would get mad. A, a man would get mad. A white woman would get mad. Like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, like, let's let's be for real. BFR. Like, be for fucking real. But it's like, at some rate, I feel like black women, we deserve to be angry. We got a lot of shit on us. On, on the daily, we have so much that we have to deal with. Just just before before we wake up. The fact that we are we get up out of bed. We hit with racism, discrimination, noir. We got shit going on. Da, da, da. We expected to hold down the fort for this. I mean, literally so much that we go through on a daily, at job interviews, at school, literally every, every part of life. And I feel like at, some of it is us just reacting to the institutional racism, racism, institutional discrimination. A lot of it is social racism as well. Yeah. And it's like I feel Where the trope has come from, it has been more so a reaction to everything that we go through on a daily, it's and also I saw a fucking defense mechanism for oh. white people, literally. Let me tell you a story, Aspen. Do you got time? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so chop it on me. I was working. I worked a football game, so it was a point last semester. I was working football games and baseball games. I was working at the Boys and Girls Club, and I was interning in Jackson. So, it, and I was a full time student getting ready to graduate. So, as I was working at the football games, um, I I would work in the um skybox where all the rich white people worked there and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was one particular Sunday where the food was late and on top of that there was a miscommunication between the kitchen as well as with the director of the program they had no order of food whatsoever and my guests the people in my room were extremely upset with me and the game had already started there was probably an hour and 30 minutes in and they still hadn't received their food so there was a white woman who um was over everybody my boss they boss she was over everyone and I'm going in and out of the room, making sure I'm checking on everyone. I'm very polite. I code switch very well when I, when money is involved. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm bringing them chips, snacks, dips, anything that's left over for free. Yeah. And I'm going in, checking on them, making sure that they they got liquor, they liquored up, and everything. So I'm coming out of the room, and this white woman, her name was Amy, she just snapped on me. Um, what's your name? You need to be doing this day and the third. They still haven't gotten their food yet. Da 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 da. da. So I said, okay, and I walked off, but I had told myself, I said, the next time this white woman says something to me and is disrespectful and rude and snappy when she see me trying my best, I'm going to say something to her. And this is exactly what I did. So I had one checked on my other rooms and I ended up coming back and she walked up on me again. You need to go down to the eighth floor. You need to make sure that all these condiments are wrapped and you need to, because where's the food? Where's the chicken tenders? I said, ma'am. I do not understand why you are talking disrespectfully to me when you see that I'm sitting up here trying my best and doing my job. Um, And the whole time I was sitting up there talking, she was having a minute heart attack, asking, I shit you not, <sighs> do you know who I am? God looked at her and walked off, because do you know who I am? Okay, Talk to me like you got some sense oh don't say nothing at all so then she walked off and she got the top of shit I set my plate down I said huh Did what was I never was angry you did you hear me cuss her out whatsoever I speak very directly I'm naturally loud but I was not yelling at her Why she went back and told my bosses that I yelled at her I was angry I was cussing her out I was doing this that, and the third the folks was ready to fire me on the spot no and see that's what's crazy like I feel like it's just the danger of the stereotype is like black women, we can't e- the angry black woman stereotype got us to the point to where we can't even react to shit. No normal. No, no, because let me let me tell you the second part. So um they said they said the boss want to see you after the game. So we lost, and everybody was having a bad day in the kitchen. So he was tired, he didn't want to talk to nobody. He told me come back on Monday. I had <laughs> to go hunt that joker down on Monday. So um I'm sitting up here talking to him. He's like, I heard you was mean to my boss. I heard you was doing that this day and the third. I looked at that man and I said, no, I wasn't being mean to her. I told her that I wouldn't accept any type of disrespect from her. And personally, I feel like she's forcing an angry black woman stereotype on me. And he opened the door. And told me not to say that no more, cause that made him feel uncomfortable. And if I brought it up again, he was gonna contact HR. Are you serious? Not playing. I've written a whole paper about it and published it, cause I've never experienced like that type of disrespect before so closely before in my life that I. I got lied on and then I almost got fired and then when I told him my side of the story I made him feel uncomfortable and then his response was you know I can't this nigga now he ain't got no teeth in his mouth this a white man now you know white men have teeth hygiene be off the chain he telling me he granted I grew up I grew up in the 50s it was a different time we done made progress. No. Yes, it did. We done made progress. It's different now. Don't be upset. Are you okay? Yeah, it's just a different time now. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And I just looked at that motherfucker. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't know how to shut up. And I shut up because I needed my job. But when I walked away, I was talking shit again. Yeah, as you should. That's cr- and And that's <laughs> shit like that, that. That'll blow me. It's like... We can't do shit. Like we can't have a bad day. We can't. Have you seen the phenomena with like black women in the office where if they um like you know in corporate small talk when, when they talk, too when they, when they, too they quiet, quiet then they mean yeah black people we can't do shit. Like we literally we can't. And then it's like if we talk because you know I feel like it's a cultural thing. Black people we just we we just we talk li- not loud but you know we 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 talk with some emotion. We got you know we got, we got some soul. Yes, we got some soul. And it's like, if we do that too much, then we ghetto, we mean, we ratchet, but then we quiet. Then we Did need, we mean we little yeah. unapproachable nasty attitude? I mean, it's like no way. Like you have to, like literally, I feel like the only way to to beat the little Sapphire stereotype is like you really have to push yourself into being white happy. Like you really. I, you, and and that's another thing I be telling my sister. There is a difference between being black nice and being white nice. Yeah. That what I would I consider myself to be black nice. Like I'm very I'm friendly. I talk to you. I help you out but i'm not white nice where i feel the need to kiss your ass and tell funny stories with antidotes and bring you cookies and gifts and shit to show you my love and tell you all my personal business i didn't grow up like that yeah. but i'm nice enough to talk to some niggas yeah it's early. and it's just baby I mean, it's like I'm, I'm literally i'm just so sick because i feel like it's like we really just can't do shit and honestly it's like er- everywhere you see it one of the stereotypes is being perpetuated. Yeah. I do want to circle back to the mammy because I wanted to say that like usually the mammy is going to be like a plus size woman or Ooh, dark skin. Yes. I, I do personally feel like I get mammy uh, probably more so than any other the ones. And I feel like a lot of people are shocked when I say that. But I work with kids. Yeah. So, like, I get that innately, especially with, when I'm TAing with these children. Um, I look young to some and I look older to some people. So, when I'm around white people, I guess my, my stature and my build makes them think that I'm, like, way older. So, mm-hmm. it's always going to be yes, ma'am, no, ma'am help me do this help me do that i get treated like a mammy very often very very often that's all and yeah another example of that would be like aunt jemima yeah. on a pancake bottle maybe like a monique i feel like monique is like a great example of like mammy vibes or mm-hmm. uh, florida evans from good times yep. is a great example oh, of Miami. a mammy trope and you know that is very dangerous especially for black women because it reduces us and it reduces us down to just uh, a very minute character like it's a one-note role where all you're here to do is to provide and to give to people and Give until you ain't got nothing else to give because that's exactly what mammies did. They, they, when white women would birth children and give them over to the mammy, the mammies were they had given birth to their children, they were still breastfeeding bird, them white babies, yeah, feeding them, bathing them, making sure giving them everything and neglecting their back families their black families back at home. And it's just so sad. And I don't think people, especially black men, realize that they deduce black women to their role too. Oh, so often and it's ooh, let's 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 get let's dig into it actually the dynamics of family house i feel like i really feel like what what i've been trying to work my way out of and what i've noticed so much in media is that like black women are just they okay take, your, thoughts, time. take thoughts, your time take your time this shit you. made me so mad it's like Black women, this is kind of the mammy, but black women are just expected to do so much. Like, especially in an environment or in a day and time where everything is changing, like, economically in the household. People are starting to do, like, more 50-50 with the bills, but the black woman is still expected to wash the kids, clean the kids, take the kids to school, cook for the house, clean the house. And it's like... Plus and then the black man gonna follow on the fact that his he was taught grew up watching his mama do it. My mama did it, my mama did it. You don't want you didn't want better for your mama. You you like watching your mama struggle? and seeing her do all this stuff by yourself, do you see your mama as a human to know that while she was doing all this stuff and being quiet and brave around you, she was crying and dying on the inside? Mm. Let me tell you something. I ain't never in my life met a for real, a black woman like a millennial or a Gen Z that have kids that'll tell you to do it. I ain't swear to Jesus them black women tell me do not have no kids. Yeah. Don't do it. Wait. Wait. Because it's not worth it. <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. I know this one ain't got none. I'm 25 with no kids, boo. As you should. So get light light me. The <laughs> like these kids. <laughs> Shout out to my cousin Jessica, because she's 29 with no kids. Okay, we is in a baby pandemic right now. Oh yes. It's too many. <laughs> <laughs> it's too many. It's too many. But um another stereotype that I did want to bring up before we um finish this question was um the black therapist, the black female therapist stereotype. I think that's a new stereotype that they've been forcing on the black woman. Have you been noticing it lately? Yeah, and I honestly feel like that could stem from like the mammy. It because does. Because it's just an aspect of that putting yourself aside to make sure that you're taking care of. of the white person and they don't care about your feelings and emotions but you're responsible for their well-being and with that i could also see like the educator because black women are burdened i feel like nowadays with educating about everything about civil rights like social like you know how with the social movements white women are trying to mobilize and stuff like that and it's like the responsibility of black women to who who are i feel like the who are born with the innate gift to grassroots organize to to build up you know movements it's our job to educate on that it's our job to educate on the history of sexism it's our job to educate on the history of i racism. be telling them folks it is not your job it's not you are not they not cutting you nan check for that so it's okay because they going when i tell you google is free free when your thumb's working and voice control is doing the lord's work you telling me you can't get on Kevin Samuels internet and ask them where I'm is not sex Kevin Samuels. Yes, cause where's sexism deris- derivative from? Where's massaging? You I'm not gonna mm. not, I'm not educated, but it's like it's literally like um with um no name and J. Cole, yeah, during um was it yeah, during like 2020 when the when the um
1: protests, protests
0: were breaking out, um J. Cole he had did like a like a protest or something, and I think No Name had called him out in the um no she didn't call him out on in a song she called him out on social media she was like a lot of y'all favorite rappers they out here just doing shit for play like they not doing this shit for her. they not really? real about it yeah but I feel like J Cole probably is the greatest example of like a black leader in hip hop him Kendrick Lamar maybe um Lil Baby he he's a great civil rights like so, I will say so. It was, the situation within itself, like, it was real, it was real, I don't know how to explain this. Basically, she was just calling out, like, she was basically saying, like, rappers really not doing shit. They not doing shit for real. J. Cole felt hit. He released a song about it, and he was basically calling her out, like, you know, well, since you feel like you like you know everything, why don't you educate me? Why don't you give me a book? Why don't you da-da-da-da-da? What are you doing to, to educate the people? Ignoring the fact that she has literally like dedicated, like she has literally stepped down from her artistry of you know rapping and doing music. She has books, she has started book clubs within prisons, she has like free libraries that she has provided. That is so nice. I then not know Yes, like no name is really like she she is no, really. Chilling I love her music. Oh, her yeah. music is just poetry. Get into it. Like she she has started, I will say honestly, like one of the first, like like, global, like, she has gone, I don't know how many states she's in, but she has, like, book clubs everywhere. She's working on GED programs. She has a free public library in Chicago. This what they're supposed to be doing. And and she, her, her work is focused, ooh, on, you know, activism, like, you know, intersectionality, racism, sexism, like, womanism, like, her, all of that, like, that's what her, um, what the purpose of her book clubs are for, to teach that. And it was, like, he was, he was coming for her, and it was just like, if you took the time to really do your research. You would have known, better Instead of asking her to educate you. Well, I hate that anyway, because you can tell they come from a hurt place, like a place of hurt. Because why would you get on the internet and clap back? I would expect way more out of J. Cole yeah. anyway. He's and supposed to what, be humility king. That's what took me back, because I was like, she wasn't coming for J. Cole. She was coming for rappers, period. Yeah. Well, you know what? hit dog gonna holler. Every time, every time. All right. And the final question, in your opinion, who are the most prominent black female leaders in our communities and how does their activism inspire you? Well, I will say, um, just for me personally, like, the number one right now is Stacey Abrams. I am just really enjoying her. Stacey been doing her big one. Big one. And I mean, like, I just, I appreciate her, because her story, like, her beginnings so um i was watching one of her um speeches that she gave in at like you know in abortion rights tell them who stacy is oh, so Stacey abrams she is um currently running for governor Stacey abrams ran for governor of georgia um i want to say two 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 four years ago i'm trying to remember my memory doesn't serve me right but she ran against um the the current governor Brian Kemp, he's a Republican. She was a Democrat. Um, she lost, and she lost in due part to just a lot of voter fraud. Um, there were thirty six thousand votes that he just illegally dismissed. A lot of a lot of BS, so that he could stay governor because he was governor before she ran against him the first time um and she rallied the hell up she um expanded like voter rights um voter registration. voter registration like she literally mobilized she got so many people in the state of georgia so many rural areas so many people who you know didn't have id so many you know um low socioeconomic low socioeconomic status like she really went in and made sure that everybody had the right to vote people like she, she she's fire as hell didn't they governor brian kemp getting in he locked up with Mar. he's somewhere connected with this mar-a-lago and all this um all this shit with so, trump i will say brian kemp he didn't give in he didn't overturn the election votes for the state of georgia okay now that was the one thing i did like him for because trump was really trying to put that heater on him but he was like no but he just in like period he he's been real shady with Black people. with black people like he um with the voter like you know dismissing the um the voters um during the last governor election he was doing it like on base like if your middle name could have had a different spelling or dotted da out of d names that sounded too african-american they was getting doxed off the list if you had, if you put an initial, but your ID had the full name, or if you put the full name and your ID had the initial, it was get like he but like he was making sure to find any Whoa, way to get suppression. Yes, giving Jim Crow. Yes. But Stacey Abrams, she has fought and she is coming back, and she is almost like neck and neck with him in this um gonna, race. Win. She's gonna win. She gonna win. gonna have to win. And I love that just because Atlanta had the black mayor. I don't. Is Keisha still up there? Okay, Keisha um, left. Keisha left, but she's in Bi- Biden's cabinet. This good. Yeah. But Keisha was doing a really great job over the city of Atlanta until what didn't Kemp, like try to sue her? Yeah. And this and, and and then her police um officers, they stopped working in Atlanta. They like they was like, we are no, they didn't agree with some of the stuff that Keisha was doing. So they like they stopped answering calls in Atlanta for like at least two weeks and it was bad. Yeah. But I I have such a love for Black women who are in politics, there's Laura Lightfoot, there's Stacey Abrams, who else? Other than, you know, the obvious uh, of Amarosa, Big Coon, we'll oh, we talk not. about that later. But the ones that's doing their big ones, yeah. they're doing it doing it and i just i, I love me some stacy everyone's like that's my good sis just her story how she's grown up and how her views of, like how she's allowed her experiences to really guide her like she tells a story of like when she was younger like it really took her living life and seeing other women to to change some of her views to really want to get involved and she has just maintained that same that same just energy that same push because how you look like For her to lose the first governor race and for her to not back down and be like, you know, damn, I lost. She turned around and did some of the the biggest organizing in the state of Georgia and is now running again. And I mean, she be eating Brian Kemp's ass up in the every i mean I'm gonna call out everything everything i've been seeing them videos too she's so powerful i just i'm i'm excited for George. yeah that. I, that's that's my good sis I, I really feel like she gonna get off and she ain't gonna let nobody down. oh no she mm-mm. hell no mm-mm. i ooh, i just i love me some stacy everyone's that's my good sis i'm hoping she, when she get in office i can get a little internship with her because i'll go up there and talk to her too i just about look like her okay. i just ain't don't I go up there with a twin. Hey, girl. Hey, twin. Hey, What's up, cousin? Okay. Yeah, I'm up this shit. Yeah, that's, that's that's my number one I could think of right now because she just, that's my life right now. I just think it's important for us to highlight like actual Black leaders because we're getting to this point especially in the media where we're as a society understanding that like these huge artists are not, they're not role models and now it's time for us to highlight who actually is considered a role model because these Black women really are working. Yeah. They really are doing things for the community. I want, do you one got now, another one? That's the only one I can think of right now. I got to go through, I got to scrape through my brain, child. Um, I do want to shout out Viola Davis. Oh, Viola Davis is the doing the Lord's work. You know, she got her um movie getting ready to come out, The Woman King. And, you know, it's only going to be available at AMC Theater. So I don't think it's going to be available in Starkville, but I really want to go see it just because, you know, this is her first. Produced movie. She um she produced the movie herself. She found a slew of new black actors. Like came up with the concept. She had like inspiration over the script. And Viola is always advocating, and she is such proper representation, especially for dark skinned women who are not big be, be beautiful, but little be beautiful. They yes. have like alternative beauty. Yes. And um I I love Viola for the work that she is doing, and she she just gonna keep. On rise and I love that for her. Um, somebody else who I like, um, I love Serena Williams. Yes. I I love, I just like for her herself, for because y'all know the story of Serena Williams. I mean, her and her sister Venus really broke into the sport of tennis when n- wasn't nobody black playing tennis for real. They were constantly disrespected growing up. I mean, if you watch the movie about um their relationship with their father, I forgot the name of it. Richard, King Richard, yes, and you and you just see. Like literally, they was disrespected from the time that they was thirteen. They was barely women, and I mean just getting slandered here and right. They braids was this, and they acted like this, and. To see how far she's come in her career. I mean, she is a trailblazer. That woman is a beast. Ain't nobody seeing her on that tennis court. Girl, you know what's crazy is, is um, the last match she played. I want to say she played her last, the potential of the last match. And she lost it Saturday. That mm-hmm. She said that it was her last match. And they, they was roasting her ass that day too because she lost. Girl, but I love Serena. I feel like Serena is also like great representation. Ain't nobody seeing her. Nowhere. And nowhere. And she she always makes sure that she um reaches back for the younger black girls. You won't know what I do love. Authenticity yeah serena got a smart ass mouth and oh, i love it for she her. let it rip good she that. don't care about respectability and that's i I love that i do too because i keep on telling people that respectability politics ain't doing shit for holding us back but the boomers is not hearing it they're yeah. not hearing it anyway good the white woman was sitting up there interviewing serena was like they found some drugs and my sister serena said oh <laughs> i said i know this she said, oh, I thought she was asking me about the and in my system. I said, you, I know this, right. You better read that, hoe. Okay. Now, fuck you. Fuck you. Tell now me you me. look dumb. Now you look stupid, Dusted. And just, yeah, the work that she do, she makes sure that she always reaches back. Like, you know how she was for Naomi Osaka? Like, you know, just always making sure that she, the, the young black girls that's coming up, she's, you know, training them, being there for them. Yep. Giving them that that peace that, that she didn't have growing up. Giving them that shoulder to cry on. Giving them that guidance. And and that to me, like you notice know, how we can say no basic names like Oprah Winfrey. Um, let God. Should I? I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna. No, do no, it. go ahead, go ahead. Talk, let's talk about it. Ah, okay. So I'm very skeptical of Oprah Winfrey, and I just got done talking about how I really don't like tearing black women down. But you know. Oprah is a capitalist number one. She done made all this fucking money. So she I don't feel like she really sees herself as a black woman no more. Like her and Gail, they are like systematically always trying to tear down black men, especially Gail. And I know that's a um that's a grievance that a lot of black men have with Gail King. Now I've been hearing a lot of stuff with Oprah Winfrey's connection with Pizzagate. Have you been hearing about Mm -hmm. like man? In 2020, while we was protesting and crying over George Floyd, they had an influx of these huge names in Hollywood that were supposedly connected to Jeffrey Epstein and these huge pedophile ranks and stuff. Now, they had so many rumors going around saying that during 2020, during May and June, Oprah was on house arrest. They said they had slapped their ankle monitor on her because <laughs> she was um playing with the little kiddos out here. And I, I be looking at Oprah a lot because what has she done for the Black community? Lately, lately, uh, uh, other than uh, that dry ass interview she did with Meghan Markle, who is a what a white black a white passing black woman who never even saw herself as a black woman until until she she got with Harry, ain't that and started experiencing the racism due to the white people that she married? But okay, and that's another thing I do be wondering about, like y'all dating outside your race, like you do realize that your white partner come with a white family, uh huh. And and nine times out of ten, that white family ain't gonna accept you or really just like you. They just gonna smile in your face if they. And let's matter of fact, let's let's talk about this. This this ain't even nowhere on it. But I I really hate how sometimes I feel like white people they date black people to challenge the white people in their family. Like they using the black person as a pawn. Like if they dad racist, but they not racist. They like let me get with this black guy so that I can. So that I could really do it in for my dad. Let me back, girl. Because when I tell y'all I was working for the, the skyboxes, I had a damn girl. She was my manager. Her name is Hayley. She like 275 pounds, 280, big body, built, billions, white woman. And she the only thing she really had for her was the fact that she had this huge ass. Mm-hmm. Now, her parents both are like openly racist now and she still i feel like because of the way her body was made up she would only attract black men and she had came to terms with it so she felt uncomfortable because one of the guys up there at the job was trying to fuck on her and she went back and told her daddy and 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 you i mean why would you go back and tell your daddy and put a group of people in dungeon when you know your daddy is racist and then went up there and was trying to threaten him and she like Yes, weaponizing the black man in the middle, and I wish you had it came up here about three hours ago because me and Kamira just got done talking about this. I was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Please continue your thought. Mm. That's no, that's that's crazy as hell, and this happened like last year. They do stuff like that, and they don't care. What type of position they put you in As long as they get the outcome that they want Don't that sound like the woman That got Emmy Till Emmy Till killed What's her name Caroline Bryan. Mm-hmm. Well, I was reading this story on Twitter about this um, black girl She said she had dated this white boy And you know like she always thought he was a little weird But you know she was like he just I mean he white like it's different She went to his house he invited her to dinner She said she got there And the vibes was real real weird and you know the parents was talking but they looked a little you know they was like you know like oh you know like, it was real silent it was real quiet it wasn't real warm and welcoming long story short a whole bunch of stuff happened the parents bring her back to a room come to find out the dad was like head of the clans he had a room with the hoodie the cape the why would you why would you noose, do that Like why, why, why would you do that why would you in the mind like, and the mom, she was like, like you know, I want you to see this because I just don't think you get it. And when he the, the, took her into that room and she was literally looking at him like, why the fuck would, would you, you bring, bring me here? And he was like, you know, well, dad, this is my choice. And if I want to date black, da da da, da and like literally using her as a pawn. And her mama's face was aching because she just got done sewing a hood on that damn plan, Jackie. She said she literally had to, she, she, had, she was chased out of that house with a gun. They had to run to a truck, and you know they lived in the in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere. nowhere. Mm. And it's like, what, what, like at what rate? What, why, why do white people feel so comfortable using black bodies to, to get whatever they to get want? What they want, to. want. And I be telling people that that racism, like this shit, and everything is built upon the bodies of black women. All of it is. It always is going to be. I just, God, I hate that so much. And that's why I be telling folks, y'all need to just. Stick to the script. Stay Stick to it. Stay in the country. Stay with your group. Stay with the blacks, please. Look, do you got any more female. Shout out to the slaves. Yeah, shout out to the slaves. You feel me? Shout out to Harriet Tubman. Shout out, She's a shout out to the real niggas. Shout out to the real niggas. And shout out again to all those people who hate my guts. Y'all are doing a justice and an effort to the world. Keep breaking these men down one at a time. You are obsessed and sick. All right, you guys, and now it's time for my favorite and final segment the Big Black Show. Oh, the big black shout out is an opportunity to help circulate the black dollar into our communities and for audience members to explore black-owned hidden gems so aspen who would you like to shout out i'm shouting out two black content creators because they is doing the damn thing so the first person i want to shout out is my friend lovely lovely beautiful lady summer s-u-m-m-e-r-d-r-u summer drew on instagram and on tiktok you can find their twitch and all of that other information from one of those socials because i don't know all of that but she is a black um anime cosplayer all things anime talk about anime play games the end like she is literally on top of the fucking thing she's real special to me because i know her i met her in high school real cool girl real chill down to earth, and when she was starting out with her, you know, influencing with anime content, she received a lot of slack because she was a black girl. She received it from being a girl because girls don't know nothing about anime, Da da D, da da, D, and she received so much because she was, you know, black, and I mean, she was really putting. You know the black influence into her character so she was wearing the characters with afros she was making sure that you know she was painted she wasn't you know bleaching this like not bleaching the skin but she wasn't going too light on the makeup like she was making sure that the characters were giving and black she was women. doing it through an Afrocentric perspective yes and, and I, yes everything from the hair to the body outfits I mean she was eating them girls up and I know they was mad because the the outfits was sickening they were eating down every every single time the makeup was flawless but yes, if you into anime, you into twitching content, you like all of that, or you just like pretty girls who dress up, you should really, really check out Summer Drew. That's S-U-M-M-E-R-D-R-U on TikTok and Instagram because she be killing it. And yeah. Yeah, shout out to you, Miss Summer. Summer summer <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you summer shout out to all the black anime nerds all the twitch streamers man we all understand that being black is not a monolith so we want to give more representation to y'all y'all be out the way y'all be doing y'all thug and we love that for y'all aspen who else do you want to shout out i want to shout out the lovely the stunning and the beautiful jeffrey so his social, I'm going to give you his Instagram. You can find the other socials from there. It's G-E-X-F-F-R-E-Y. Jeffrey is a micro-influencer micro from Mississippi, and he's killing the game right now. I mean, he moved to New York literally with nothing and his... I'm not going to tell too much of his tea because you got to go out <laughs> to the page to find it. You know what I'm saying? but has some partnerships, some deals, and is living the life in New York. Bates knows how to dress. And I mean, dress down. The pictures are always eating. And I mean, babe, dude, he does his own stunts. When you see the pictures, you'll see what I'm talking about. But yeah, you should go ahead, support, give it a look, give it a like, give it a follow because, yeah, you're you going to love it. You're going to love it. And once again, that Instagram is G-E-X-F-F-R-E-Y. Yo, do you want to shout out Riz? oh yeah shout out to my girl so she don't do place no more but she may in the future my baby, hold on. Let me find her Instagram. Why you doing that? I just want to say that Riss is probably one of the realest people i would admit since I've been in state. yo Riss is, is an amazing person. Just outside of like the talent of her just cooking, she's a, she's so smart. She can speak well, and then on top of that, she's very helpful. So just shout out to Riss for being a wonderful person all around. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her that, y'all. I love her. Riss, know I love with her. I fuck with Riss so heavy, dude. Oh, huh? She loves you. She's like, and she loves you too. She loves you. So she's like, Morgan is just so funny, and she a life of energy. Like you notice know, the ball of energy, and I just always feel good when I'm around her. We can just talk, like, and she just on top of it. Reese so nice, bro. Reese is an amazing person. Yeah, I'm does. happy she got you, and I'm happy you got her. be yeah, so you. nice. Love it. Thank Shout out to Black Love, man. You know <laughs> what I'm saying, like. But yeah, follow the baby. Her Instagram is Z. Four dot r i s s. She does gra- literally anything. She does graphics. She makes body scrubs, body oils. She, I mean, customized shoes. She has done. A, she paints everything. She you need. She could probably do. I mean, let's be honest. She still caters. She, and I mean, the food is on fire. She do soul food. She do seafood. my I say them plates be so sexy. Ooh i'm talking about so good good i remember this was making the motherfucking rasta pasta she will make it god had the box the containers all lined up on the damn table good no, no just sending it out wetter than alabama coochie oh <laughs> that gutter coochie house Oh, hey. <laughs> Uh, risk, 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 gonna turn anything to go. Y'all might as well call her mice, okay? All right. Well, um, yes. So, if y'all have any other businesses that you would like for me to shout out, make sure you're emailing me at the Afrocentric Podcast. That's Afrocentric Podcast at gmail.com. Please forgive me for any sins in which I committed those I know of and those I don't know, Lord. Lord, please forgive me for beating this bitch ass today, Lord. Lord, please forgive me for thinking about beating her ass again, Lord. Please rebuke all these demons that's in this house, Lord. I pray. It's not really necessary. All right, y'all. So now it's time for the final segment of any podcast episode. It's it's, it's now time for the. Out to call and I'm just here to let my people know that I'm here and I'm praying for them and, and, and let y'all know that Jesus is also here and he coming back he said "Just yeah, hold on for about a few more years and he on the way he be on color people time so, this is just an opportunity to, to, for y'all to DM me with y'all prayer requests. Um, praying for groups of people, politicians, relationships, etc. All right, let's get into it now. Right now, I am yet praying for you bitches that still fight past the age of 20. Mama, your motherfucking anger issues is not that bad. All that hooping and hollering and motherfucking lace front pulling you still doing bitches do not love yourself too y'all is too grown for that shit and i really wish y'all would sit down somewhere maybe get you like a gd or maybe get you like a tray or some shit so, like you know don't them bitches end up becoming estheticians and nurses at some point anyway <laughs> now you were dragging bitches down the street a year ago and now you dragging coochie hair off the bone because you she- <laughs> bitch yes. you want to give me an iv you you want to put? Some, come on now it'd be it be the meanest one they do they do be them and i really wish y'all would stop because it don't it really ain't solving nothing i i wish y'all would stop going back and forth on facebook y'all is creating too much it's not enough data storage plans on facebook for all this beef y'all got going on y'all too old for this shit amen Amen. um next on the list i am praying for all the atl scammers Yes, um, I you all the scammers have all located to that neck of the woods. And it is wonderful. Let me tell you, it's a show every night. But we gonna pray for them scammers because they keep the world going round. Yes. See, I want to say that these scammers got a trickster spirit attached to them. That's the Ooh. spirit of uh Bear Rabbit and um, was it Anansi? You better say it. That's a trickster spirit. Now these scammers usually don't be giving back to the community. And I actually had someone scam me in the name of Jesus i'm not joking tell your story see let me tell my testimony one day i was scrolling down on instagram wow. minding my black ass business and 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 there was a instagram page that followed me god is dope atlanta Oh Lord. And they slid into my DMs and they said, Congratulations, you have won a contest and a free God is Dope t shirt. And I said, Surely they couldn't be scamming in the name of Allah, but I was. Sadly mistaken because that Joker got my cash app information and locked me out and stole my $40 on my cash app. And that's why I said that they got that Bear Rabbit spirit up on them. Huh? And that a spirit up on them. Huh? And we're gonna rebuke it <laughs> and release it. Yeah, yeah. let them go. <laughs> I rebuke the Snapchat the cash the, the snapchat scams and the cash app scams i rebuke the ppp loan scams What your rebuke I, I rebuke all of it and i rebuke for y'all that got tricked by that ppp loan that y'all don't go to jail in a couple years because baby biden is waiting it's on cracking y'all. down on me yes but let's move on because there's on more people that need to be prayed for i'm yet praying for you skinny bitches that can't dress and when you wake up and you put your clothes on and you look in the mirror and in the morning i want you to ask yourself is this a fit or am i just skinny and why we said ask yourself this how can every every item of clothing fit you and you can't put together an outfit no and if all your outfits is coming directly from shin and not from god you ain't dressing your body just confessing you really just showing it all and let me know we need to rebuke BBL culture fashion. Oh baby. All them wop sided ass holes upside your thighs and legs is not cute. And I can't wait till it get cold outside. Hopefully you bitches catch pneumonia and go to shit. And that booty meat free. I know that's right. Not quail ain't working strong enough to put these bitches down but again i'm praying that god give you a vision, give him a vision like he gave joseph daddy hope you have a vision of coats of many colors. yes i hope that you see linens and silks and you better free yes because let me tell you something y'all need to leave that nylon alone you need to leave that polyester in the stove yes. okay y'all need to let it go and let that coochie breathe um i will also be praying for um the motherfucker that was flying the plane over Tupelo and was threatening to crash it into Walmart. Y'all done lost y'all cotton picking ever loving minds. And they said they were doing that mess at five o'clock in the morning. In the morning. That nigga woke up with murder on, on his mind. mind. And I just wanna say I rebuke it! rebuke it now they said this is all happening because they cut CERN on and everybody done lost their mind so Lord cut it off shut CERN off Lord we is concerned about CERN (laughs) and we just don't want it we don't want them problems down here in Tupelo because what did Walmart ever do to that man What did two loaves of bread and five pieces of fish ever do to that man? What did the plane do to the man? I don't know, but they got that joke out there. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lastly, we are sending prayers up to Ghana and Wana we are asking the Lord to help their withdrawal symptoms and let it be a breeze because our Ghana is in jail looking real warped right now Lord yes Lord we ask that one of your angels send him a pack of new Paul and menthol shorts so he can have something to hang on to while he in that cell and yes let his time be short you said that a thousand days is like one a thousand years is one day to you and, and one day is a thousand years to us. So, Lord, please make his sentence one day. And that's all. <laughs> that's all I got. Yes, Lord. So, today we are asking to move. We are asking you to move. 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 Yes. Send your it down. Sing it down, Lord. Yes, we asking for a blessing. us, Lord. Open the windows. And they said that I might not have no room to receive. Yes, Lord. Lord we want fat asses, flat stomachs, and big racks. And we want niggas with big racks. Change, ching. Yes, God. Move in this building today. And all that agree say amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. 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 All right, you guys, Um, um, I just wanted to give a special thank you to Aspen. Aspen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having it's me. It's been so much fucking fun. We ain't been doing nothing but talk shit for the last hour and a half. And I love it. I love every second of it. So if you, is there anything you want to tell the black community before we go? Yes, let's get into it. All I'm going to say is, it's just going to be short, sweet, and simple. Learn to love each other. It's, we really, all we got, so we really gotta tough it out. We gotta overcome all of these differences and adversities because it wasn't, it's nothing that we feel for real. I feel like it's a lot of stuff that's thrown onto us. We need to learn to love each other, lean on each other, listen to each other, be understanding of one another. So all I ask, black community, for us to come together, we really gotta put ourself aside and we just gotta keep it pushing. It don't matter what you you look like, where you come from, who your mammy, who your pappy was. Mm. We just got to come together. We got to love on one another. We really just got to see this out. We got to work together. Because I'm going to be honest, ain't nobody there for us like us. Ain't nobody got you like we got you. Ain't nobody Mm -hmm. got us like we got us. Mm -hmm. So we just got to keep it pushing. Learn to love one another, hug one another, kiss on one another. Come on. (laughs) Keep it. Come on. Thank you, Aspen. That was beautiful. Let me go ahead and wrap it up. So, guys, thank you so much for choosing to be Afrocentric today. Please remember that Black Lives Matter. Listen and protect Black women. And the only thing you must do in this lifetime is be Black and die. And remember that we're just civilized people having civilized conversations. I like that one. Bye-bye. <laughs> I don't even know what we even would see in the White Girl Brothers. Hey. The black woman is the most beautiful species on the face of the planet earth there ain't nothing on earth better than a black woman and you and you should take pride in being the queen of the planet earth you should take pride in being the mother of civilization you should love yourself so much once you learn that the mother is the first nurse the mother is the first teacher the mother is the first doctor once you learn, black woman, that you are the queen of the planet Earth, that you are the second self, not of man, but the second self of God, that you are the womb of man. That's why we call you one man. Once you learn that about yourself, your value should be so high, sister, that you stop giving people discounts. See, if you really knew who you were, a black woman, you come on off that clearance rack. And get back behind the glass where all the real valuable stuff is at. If you really knew your value, then you wouldn't have to show your behind. You would have your mind on the